Hello, Enlightened Tribe. All right, I want you all to let me know. Send me a message. Let me know if this sounds familiar or if you've done this or has this been done to you. You ghost people who you are not interested in. You disappear or avoid people when there's a conflict. You say you're fine when you really aren't. You expect people to just know what you want. Or you always ask or wonder if people, if they're mad or upset with you. Um, maybe you're hypervigilant to what people think about you. Have you had an urge to always ask if you've done something wrong? Or if you wonder if people are holding back their true feelings about you. If you answered yes to any of this, hmm. Or wait, here's some more. Maybe if you you sigh a lot or you give the silent treatment or making sarcastic comments when you have um, something that you disagree with. So if you show any of these, it shows that you have an aggressive communication style. So... I've been inspired by the holistic psychologist on Instagram with this post and it really stuck out to me because I feel so seen when I was reading this. I was like, God damn, she is really reading my life right now. I've had probably 90% of what I just read. So here's why if we've shown any of these signs. She said that if we've done this, it's because we've learned to communicate this way when we grew up in a home where we never witnessed adults directly talk about process and find solutions for their issues. Hmm. This is because a child, as a child, that you've had to read adults' emotions rather than openly talk about them. And that it's always helpful to understand conflict and that it is not bad. We're going to put a pin in that. But let's go back to some of these these toxic traits. I know I'm not the only person that's experienced this. So on my podcast, it's all about lived, lived, shared lived experiences. And so I'm going to share mine just so it may be relatable and it's a moment of transparency for me. And just to let you all know that you may think that you have a, like, this is just you and it could be no one else, but we've all done this. So I will, I'll just share it. So I grew up in a home where emotions were not allowed at all even though there was a lot of emotional and verbal and mental abuse in the home I grew up in so I'm getting all of this this these uh, abuses but then when you try to push back then you are being disrespectful So I didn't realize this until I was in therapy that to avoid all of that, I would always have to read the emotions of my parents. So let me dig a little deeper in the transparency box. When I would get home from school, 
I would be there with my mother and we would have a great time bonding, doing what mother, daughter, what they do. And so my father, he would come home at five o'clock. So the closer it got to 4.45, you can just feel the shift in the air. And this man was not in the home because we knew at five o'clock he would be there. And I didn't think about it as a child, but as an adult, I, I used to think back, like, damn, I remember 4.45, I used to pick up my items. I don't know whether it was homework, toys. I'd eat real fast because I wanted to be in my room at five o'clock. Because I didn't know what kind of mood he would be in. And in addition to that, I was absorbing my mother's energy because I know she was feeling the same way. So, you know, you, you couldn't talk about if he came home in a bad mood, it was going to be hell for everyone. So it was always easier to see, look at him and see what feel and see what his mood was at five o'clock if I happen to be downstairs because then I would adjust my mood according to his mood or my mother's mood well that translated to relationships that I had so that's what it means when you become hyper vigilant on what people think about you what you're always asking if you've done something wrong um you always ask people if they're mad or upset with you or you're always wondering if they're holding back their true feelings that's what it looks like to be hyper vigilant <clears throat> so because i did ooh, let me back up because my parents did not have any emotional intelligence and it's not a shade it's just now I know it is what it is they did not and they had poor non-effective communication skills it was easier to react as opposed to respond and say how you really felt because they had the emotional intelligence of a nine-year-old probably you know, they're, they're, <clears throat> they're elderly now and they're still like that. And it really made me think because just how they acted, that's how I acted in relationships. I was on either end of the spectrum. I would either say everything on my mind with no filter, which that's not good, or I would stay quiet because I did not know how to express my feelings. And that goes back to not me not witnessing the adults in my life. So with me, it would be my aunts and uncles and my parents growing up, not directly talking about or processing any kind of solutions for issues, right? <clears throat> So it's just amazing how you would think when people say, oh, he or she should know better at their grown old age. But this is the lesson. Just because you physically age does not mean you are emotionally aging as well. 
a lot of us are stuck at an emotionally immature age. Because if you don't cultivate it, it does not grow. So it makes sense why I didn't even, (laughs) even talking about it now. Wow, it just blows my mind that I had been stuck at a 15-year-old, emotionally 21-year-old, not the age that I'm at. Now, it never added up. It didn't add up with my chronological age versus my emotional age, if that makes sense. That's a lot. But now it makes sense when I go back and look at the relationships that I've had, that the men I've dated, they too were stuck at an emotionally stuck age. So here we are in our 30s and 40s and 50s, but we're still dating like we're 15 year old. But then we want an adult solution. We want an adult outcome to our relationships. Woo! So the holistic psychologist goes on to say that it's helpful to understand that conflict isn't bad and that conflict can actually create emotional intimacy. We just need to learn active communication. I would love to add we just need to learn effective active communication because I was at a point in my life where if I told someone what was on my mind that that was communication but it was not effectively active and now that I think about it it's it's really a bunch of bullshit just air I was giving it and I was getting it So it's really cool to know that when you do have conflict, that it can bring you closer if both parties, and I, I emphasize the both parties, if, if you're in it, <clears throat> if you're in it together, it can be a beautiful thing. One of my friends, she started dating this man over, right in the beginning of the pandemic and they're still together this brother has done the healing work and she has too and she she to me she is a beautiful person inside and out and when she started doing the work the inner work the healing work She's a lot more beautiful, as if she couldn't be any more beautiful. And then she met a man who has a beautiful soul just like hers. I'm not saying their relationship is perfect, but they have effective, active communication skills. So when something does come up, they both know how to navigate. And if one person is lacking, the other person picks them up without judgment and they create a safe space for each other. I love that. So look, anybody who's listening, if you know a man that's like that, give him my information so he can slide up in my DMs or my phone number. <laughs> we are we do not have time for any more immature 
uh, relationship. I'm so over that shit right now. So speaking of active communication, this is what it sounds like. I feel hurt I wasn't invited. Or I don't like being pressured after I said no. I get overwhelmed when you interrupt me in our conversations. Or I want you to ask me before making plans for us. I need more notice. Planning ahead is important to me. This is a big one right here. That hurt my feelings. Let me tell you all something. In the past, I would rather <laughs> I would rather scrub my vagina on a bed of tacks <laughs> with alcohol on it than admit that my feelings were hurt if I'm in a relationship. Or even with my friends, now that I think about it. Friends, one of any of my girlfriends or platonic male friends, that was a no-no. So for me to say that hurt my feelings, that was huge. That was huge. And then that goes to show the the communication skills, emotional communication with the person, people that I would tell because I was being open and transparent. It made them uncomfortable. (laughs) So active communication doesn't personalize, become defensive, or reject what other people feel. This means practicing emotional regulation. That means practicing... um, It means practicing how you respond, excuse me, practice how you react as opposed to responding. You know, um, regulating your emotions is taking a step back, breathing. Even if it's in real time, it's okay to give yourself permission to stop and breathe. Think about what was said. Think about what you're going to say as opposed to just having no filter and, oh, that's how I am. That's how I'm going to be. But that doesn't, let's keep it real. That does not get us anywhere. So you want to practice emotional regulation, learning to breathe before reacting, and learning to pause when you notice yourself become defensive. You know, I think, now that I'm thinking about this, I may start a Patreon. Honey, I can give you some stories from my past. I can laugh at it now, but that shit was not funny at the time with <laughs> the way I would react. I'm no, I was gonna say something. I'll save. I mean, you know, I think I am gonna start a Patreon. Hopefully, you all will. Uh, Sign up for that. I can give you all some stories. So right now, I'll just say, just notice when you become yourself becoming defensive. I'd love for you all to tell me how this sounds for you when you become defensive. Or what does it sound like when you are passive aggressive? Or guess what? When you say, I'm fine, knowing damn well you want to bust that man in the face or woman or a wall. (laughs) It's no 
not funny, but it is funny. So in closing, active communication also focuses on the I, meaning you can say, I feel, or I noticed, or I am, rather than always saying, you always, you didn't, or you should have. I feel that it's difficult for a lot of us to express how we feel because we're so disconnected from our feelings, our emotions. And it's just easier to point the finger at someone as opposed to saying how you really feel. I'm talking about how you really feel at that core root of yourself, not the mask that we walk around in. So I'm going to start, um, I love looking at the, a holistic psychologist. I love looking at her post on Facebook. Um, I bought her, I purchased her book and it, it's all about healing. So be prepared for me to come on and do a lot more aha moments that I've had and that we all can share an aha moment with the Enlightened Tribe together So let me know what you all think, please. Let me know how you think about this. What are your thoughts? Does any of this sound familiar? And more importantly, let's grow and learn together because there's healing in the conversation. So I'm going to get up on out of here, Enlightened Tribe. It was so wonderful talking to you. Please like this post. Please give your girl a a five-star review. Um... Join the YouTube channel and let me know what you all think. Oh, and I'd love for you to join the private Facebook group. That way, y'all gonna need y'all to get, let me stop because I need to be a lot more active in it. But (laughs) what I, you know, I'm posting more, but I definitely want to hear from you all. And I do see you. I see some of the people that have been, um, starting to follow me on Instagram or TikTok. This is great. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? For those of you who have not seen me, you can either go on the YouTube channel. I put all the links in the description box as well as your girl was interviewed and it was shown on a local station here, affiliate station and here in Georgia as well as Fox Soul TV. I will definitely put that link in the description box. Thank you all so much. I want to hear from you all. Continue growing, continue talking, and I will see you on the next podcast. Love you all. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all.